What's up everybody? I got a new equipment, so if I sound nice to you, it's because I got a brand new microphone! Woo! Anyway, um, as I was finishing this episode, you heard my chair. Ignore my chair. As I was finishing this episode, I saw that they just announced Korean Zombie's gonna take on Danny Ye, June 17th, as part of the headliner. We just saw Danny Ye, 50G... 50k e-gay, Dan, 50k e-gay. And something that totally slipped my mind, but I read yesterday that Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega will be the coaches of the new Ultimate Fighter season. If you remember, Alex was supposed to take on Ortega in the co-main event of the UFC 260 card, but Alex Volkanovsky ended up getting COVID, so that fight got postponed, so we'll probably see that fight happen. In the last quarter of 2021. Anyway, guys, episode 15 coming your way right now. Deuces. I'm back I'm back I'm back hopefully I will be back again sooner rather than later hopefully it doesn't take me this long to record another episode I hope not I'll try to be better about it but without further ado let's get into it we're gonna start off with the review of UFC 259 Adesanya versus Brakovich I was making sure that was the right number because you know me I mess up but anyway the review. Bro, what a fight card. Going into it, I thought one of two things, as you all know, I thought one of two things would happen. Israel would go in too heavy and something similar to what happened to him, not him, Conor McGregor, would happen to him where he goes in too heavy and is inefficient with his energy and he gasses out and he gets taken out. Or he changes nothing and he goes in too small. The latter happened. He started off good. It started well for him. Not good. It started well for him. Brockovich was just able to adapt to the game plan and win the fight. What he did say, what Israel did say that surprised him was he expected Brockovich to try to go for takedowns early, not late. But Brockovich did the exact opposite. He went for takedowns starting in the fourth. And once he got him down, he just kept him there and controlled him. And it won him the fourth. And he did the exact same thing in the fifth and won the last two rounds convincingly. 10-8, I wouldn't agree, but convincingly, yes. Because going into the fourth, I had it 2-1 to one for Israel. I believe I gave... Jan Brakovic the second round. I would have to watch it again, but I believe I gave him the second round and I gave rounds one and three to Israel. So Israel was five minutes away from winning that fight. Brakovic just played a smarter game than he did. 
and he came out with with the win. So next for Brokovich going to the UFC rankings, I would have him fight Glover Teixeira because let's look at it. Glover's number one. Santos just lost to Alexander Rakic. Glover's number one. Reyes and Prochatska are going to fight May 1st. Anthony Smith, he's fighting at UFC Jacksonville. Ryan Spann just fought. Anthony Smith is going to fight Jimmy Crute. Who he's replacing, which would have been Johnny Walker. He's replacing Johnny Walker. Ryan Spann just fought. Magomed Akilaev just fought. So right now everybody's tied up besides Santos, but he just fought Rackage. So I'm pretty sure he's going to want time off. So I would have Glover fight Teixeira. That's the clear-cut number one contender. And he said he'll be back no later than September. No earlier or no... At the earliest September, I should say no later. At the earliest September, so we'll see that fight happen at the end of the year. Towards the end of the year, not the end of the year. In the meantime, I would like to see maybe throw... It's because you can't throw Johnny Walker in there with Magomed Akilaev because he lost to Nikita Krylov. You Probably in Johnny Walker's return, I would have him fight Nikita Krylov again. See if he could beat him. But so the landscape at light heavyweight for the UFC division is pretty much panned out. Magomed Akilaev should probably fight the winner of Reyes and Prochatska. Or if Anthony Smith wins, he should fight Anthony Smith if he beats Jimmy Crew. For Israel, like it's kind of a mess right now because Israel, he's beating everybody besides Darren Till. And Jared Cannonier in the top four. Like, look, the top four right now is Robert Whitaker. He beat him. Paulo Costa, he beat him. He hasn't fought Jared Cannonier yet. He hasn't fought... De- he beat Derek Brunson. He hasn't fought Darren Till. He beat Marvin Vittori. And he hasn't fought Jack Hermanson. But so number one, two, four, and six, he's already beat. So if I was Israel, i look at the fights coming up. Oh, hold on. Because Darren Till is out. Darren Till has a broken collarbone. He was supposed to fight Marvin Vittori this weekend. He's out. So Kevin Holland's going to step in and fight Marvin Vittori on nine days notice. And like if Kevin wins, like it throws a, a monkey wrench into everything. Because if Kevin wins, he's right under Darren Till. He just lost to Derek Brunson. So if Kevin Holland wins, you're going to have to look at 1, 2, 3, and 4. Because we don't know how long Darren Till is going to be out for. And he's coming off of a loss. So they're probably going to want him to get a win if he gets a title shot. Because they only do that for mega stars that they'll give him title shots off of losses. Or like they, like they did with... Yoel Romero, for if he just asked them, can I fight Darren Till, they might t- tell him just yes, like they did with Yoel Romero. But we got to look at one, Robert Whitaker, two, Paulo Costa, three, Jerry Cannonier, and four, De- Derek Brunson, if if Kevin Holland wins. 
Because then the other thing you need to think of, Robert Whitaker was supposed to fight Paulo Costa, but Paulo Costa got sick and pulled out of the fight. And now he's going to fight Kevin Gastelum. So if Kevin Gastelum, who he already beat, Israel did, beats Robert Whitaker and Kevin Holland beat Marvin Vittori, it, it comes down to Paulo and Derek because... Not Paulo. Like, the only winner out of here would be Derek Brunson because he's the one on a win streak. Paulo's coming off of a loss. Jared Cannonier's coming off of a loss. I mean, the only thing Derek could do, other than, like, if those two outcomes were to happen, that Gastelum and Holland win, is fight one of them and win and make his case stronger that he's the next number one contender. So, for me... Israel should just sit back and watch how April plays out because April is going to be really interesting for the middleweight division, especially these next two weeks. Luckily, we don't we don't have to wait that long. The women's featherweight fight between Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson. Well, the immediate news is right after Megan lost, she was let go by the UFC. Like we found out the day after going into the fight, we knew it was her last fight on her contract. And that if she lost, she was probably going to end up being cut from the UFC. That's what happened. Well, not cut, because to be cut, you have to have fights left on your contract. She fought out her contract, she just didn't resign. I don't know if the UFC didn't want to resign her, or she opted out not to resign. So she's a free agent right now. I would like to see her go to Bellator, just for the simple fact that they have more fighters there, and she could be more active there. And who knows, maybe we could get the long-awaited fight between her and Chris Cyborg that was brewing in the UFC for a while. But it never happened. Like, it's funny, when they were trying to build up that fight, whoever ran Chris Cyborg's Twitter, I think it was her boyfriend at the time, I remember being in school and being in my radio class. And they were citing the reason Megan didn't want to take the fight was because of visa issues and they would they were tagging ice and in the twitter posts and stuff like that and i'm like dude this is really upsetting to me because you don't do that bro like i don't know her boyfriend's rubbed me the wrong way i heard it was her boyfriend running her social media i don't know if that's true if it isn't i do apologize chris cyborg but i did hear it was her boyfriend running her social media at the time and i wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that put out that fake video uh, of them Editing the infamous Dana White conversation with Chris Cyborg that they had to end up apologizing for like two days later. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it was him, but if it was him, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would like to see Megan go to Bellator. They have an act more active roster there for the featherweights, for the women featherweights. There's good fights there. Look, I have the official rankings for Bellator. Let's see. Who can she fight? Right away, you got Chris Cyborg, Juliana Blood, Arlene Blakowy, Kat Zingano, Leslie Smith, Seenhead, Kavanaugh, Janie Hardling, Leah McCourt, Amanda Bell, Olga Rubin, and Jesse Melly. Jumping off the page for the simple fact because I know them, I would want to see her fight either Juliana Bud because Leslie Smith's getting the next title shot, they just announced that yesterday. I want to say it's May 21st, May 20-something. Chris Cyborg's going to fight Leslie Smith. So, 
If she were to sign a Bellator, I would want to see her fight Juliana Budd or Kat Zingano. Or you want to give her a win? Have her fight Arlene Blakowy? Nah, have her fight Kat Zingano. I'd rather see that fight. Have her fight Kat Zingano. I like Kat Zingano. She seems to have rejuvenated her career in Bellator. And who knows, we might get Kat Zingano versus Chris Cyborg down the line if she keeps winning. But so, for me, if she were to go to Bellator, I would have her fight Kat Zingano. Amanda Nunes, bro, what can you say about the GOAT? Like, they're saying in this training camp, she was knocking out men. I'm like, whoa, bro. Like, man, like, she was sparring with men and knocking them out. They're like, dude, she's getting better. I'm like, Jesus, bro, like, can, is anybody going to be able to beat her? So right now, the front runner for for Amanda is Juliana Pena. That kind of upsets me, though, because Juliana Pena just won, yes. But she just got choked out by Jermaine Durandamy in the Aldana versus Holmes fight night back in October. So I, I don't believe she deserves the title shot right away. If you ask me, at Bantamweight, let me see. It's because she's, she's beaten pretty much anybody. What is this? Bantamweight, let's see. She beat Holly Holm. She beat Jermaine Durandamy. I don't, I don't think she's ever fought Aspen Lana or I read Aldana. She's never fought Yana Kutnitskaya. Juliana Pena. Bro, it's because it's running thin at 135 right now for Amanda, bro. I'm telling you, the two biggest fights for her, and I didn't even know this till after the fight, is one of her training partners known as, um, what's that chick's name from the PFL? The judo chick, I can't remember her name, um, PFL. Women's Kayla Harrison's her name. I didn't even it just came to me. Kayla Harrison, she's made 145 before, and then another one would be Chris Cyborg. But I don't see the UFC and Bellator, especially now that they're with Showtime, doing cross promotion with each other. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I don't see it happening. So, yeah. There's that for those two fights. The third fight, the fight with all the controversy in the world. Piotr Jan versus Algermaine Sterling. First and foremost, I want to say I don't think Peter's a dirty fighter. I think he just wasn't aware of the situation. And he believed that Aljo was in a position where that knee he threw was 100% legal. Again, I don't think Peter's a dirty fighter. And I know a lot of people are going to say, it's like, Adrian, it's because you like this guy. I do like him. He's one of my favorite fighters. Because that dude's the man, bro. But he's not a dirty fighter. I'm not going to sit here and say Aljo put on a show because I believe he was seriously hurt. If that fight would have continued, Peter Peter was going to absolutely demolish and destroy him. So I think Aljo made the right decision about not being champion. I mean, about not continuing. And they're going to do the rematch. 
Now, people are saying it was a dirty hit because Peter was frustrated. Peter was not frustrated. Peter was winning that fight. You only get frustrated if your opponent stalls you out and they're winning the fight that way. He was not frustrated. He started running away with the fight. I believe that was the third round that that happened. And, like, one thing I've noticed after watching a few of Peter's fights, he takes a few rounds to get going. Like, his most dangerous rounds are the latter part of the fight, like the fourth and fifth. Because if you remember the Jose Aldo fight, Jose, I believe, going into the fourth, it was one to two for Peter. Like, Jose was being very competitive in that fight. And then Peter just turned it on him and finished him. And that's where this fight was going, that Peter was going to... And he was starting to dominate the fight. So, I can't wait for the rematch. I know in the meantime, they're going to have Corey Sanhagen fight. TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt is going to fight Rob Font. So the Bantamweights, like, the division's moving. Like, there's no, st- the only thing stalling this longer is how long Aljo can't fight. Because I believe what they're going to end up doing, if Conor McGregor, because they just announced Conor McGregor's going to fight Dustin Poirier on July 10th. So there's not going to be a championship fight on that card because they don't like doing that. Because the champions earn pay-per-view points. And for whatever reason, I think that's why they're stacking these next few cards with a bunch of championship fights. So, we'll see what happens. But, so, as far as I know, it's going to be Peter versus Aljo sometime in the summer. Probably late summer, the August pay-per-view. Or early fall. Cody Sanhagen is going to fight... It's not Cody, it's Corey. Corey Sanhagen is going to fight TJ Dillashaw on May 8th. And I believe the following weekend. No, 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 not the following weekend because the following weekend is the pay-per-view. The weekend after the pay-per-view, the May 15th card, Cody Garbrandt is going to fight Rob Font. So those are two key matchups to be on the lookout for. So we'll see what happens there. But the Bantamweights, they're moving. We're going to move on. To the next card, which was, I believe, was Bula Muhammad and Leon Edwards. I'm just going to talk about this fight and about Danny Gay. Okay, so this fight was Leon's first fight since, I believe, he fought JDS back in 2017 in July. That was the last fight. He looked good in that fight. He looked even better in this fight up until the eye poke, bro. Like, really? Like, it was going for him, and then he pokes him in the eye. But, like, it was a really bad poke that it lifted Bula Muhammad's eyelid up. And, like, he had a cut under his eye, bro. It was really bad. So, poor Bula, I hope he has a speedy recovery. And the good news is we're going to see Leon Edwards in there May 15th against my second favorite fighter of all time, Nathan Diaz. I cannot wait for this fight. Like, when this fight was announced, people were already telling me Nate's going to die. Bro, 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 don't bring that negativity up into my life, okay? Don't. Just don't. Because Nate Diaz is the man. Like, Chael Sonnen said it best. Like, Nate Diaz gets a lot of crap for his record. I think he's, like, 21 and 12. But you look at the guys he's fighting, like, nobody has... If the only guy probably that has such a hard schedule as Nathan Diaz has had 
And at the time, he's fought these guys because now you look at his record. Oh, he lost to Benson Henderson. Yeah, but at the time he fought Benson Henderson, Benson Henderson was the f- that dude was the man. I bet you they fight now, and they did probably beat him. Like that's the other thing about it. He was able to stay relevant for so long, and he's still like at the top. Like, cause Anthony Pettis is no pushover. He's like, yeah, he beat Pettis. I'm like, so have you seen Pettis in his last? Pettis is about to go into the PFL champ tournament fighting i believe the second seed guy and the the messed up part is he's headlining over the current champion in that card because the current champion is also fighting but the current champion is the co-main event pettis is the main event of that card i think it's kind of messed up but my point is nathan diaz schedule and still being able to fight top competition and being competitive because don't tell me that jorge mazadal fight like he wasn't out like yeah, he got rocked, but, like, he was still in the fight, and who knows what would have happened the fourth and fifth round. I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, you're just saying that because you love Nate. I do love Nate, but we don't know what would happen because look at what happened in his first fight with Connor. He was getting absolutely destroyed in the first round, and he turned it around in the second. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be the first five-round co-main event, non-title pay-per-view. Excited for that. Again, making history. I mean, can you believe it? Connor talked about making the McGregor belt. They never made it. Nate talked about, I'm going to defend this BMF title against Jorge Masvidal. They made a BMF belt. And then he's the first five-round co-main event non-title in UFC history. He's a trend maker, bro. Because now what this does is now, like, all the big stars like Masvidal, McGregor, like, if they're not main event and they're co, they're going to be like, oh, I want five rounds like you gave the Diaz and Edwards. Because they're only doing this because it's Nathan Diaz, bro. Like, I don't, again, this is not me because I love Nate. This is just the truth. Nate is probably their third or fourth biggest star behind Conor McGregor, John Jones, and Jorge Masvidal. Number four is Nate Diaz. If... If not number, f- you know who's behind him? The heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Ngannou. So, we got that to look forward to. Kevin Holland versus Derek Brunson. Bro, I believe Kevin Holland just didn't have the answer for the wrestling. Like, to be honest. Like, that makes me sad to say, but Kevin Holland didn't have the answer to the wrestling. And he knew it. And he, but he was talking so stuff the whole time he was talking some next level smack and like the funny thing is Khabib was there he's like Khabib how do I take this guy down and like Khabib told him how to take him down he's like and when he did it he's like I told you Khabib I told you I would take him down I told you like he was more excited that he took the dude down in front of Khabib but dude Kevin Holland just needs to work on his wrestling and that dude's gonna be a monster bro if he like he doesn't even need to work on his wrestling offense like just work on your defense bro if you can work on your defense and keep the fight standing, you win. And the other thing I was critical about is that he's very flamboyant with his punches. Like, it's not tight. Like, when he threw the uppercut, it's very flamboyant. Like, it's very reckless. And, like, that's the other thing I was critical about. So, if I was him, I would tighten that up. He doesn't have to listen to me. The good thing is we're going to see Kevin Holland again next weekend against Marvin Vittori. Because, as I said earlier, Darren Till broke his collarbone. He's out of the fight with Marvin. So they asked 
I'm pretty sure Kevin Holland told him I'm in, and then they just gave him the fight. So we'll see Kevin fight Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori is going to stand up and strike with him. So it's going to be a striking affair unless he saw that Derek Brunson fight and just takes him down too. Because Marvin Vittori is a complete fighter, bro. He's a brawler, but he's a complete fighter. He's one of the best. A lot of people write him off because he lost to Israel in Israel's early UFC career. but And he tested positive for banned substance. I want to say it was steroids, but I'm not sure. So I'll just say banned substance because I don't know what it was. So Derek Brunson, I mean, not Kevin Holland versus Marvin Vittori is going to happen next weekend. So yeah, and then I forgot Dan Ige, Dan 50K Ige. I hope you got your 50K, brother. What a knockout. That was crazy. If you guys haven't seen that fight, go watch Danny Gay's last fight. It was a crazy knockout, bro. Okay, moving on to UFC 260. Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. Or Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. However you guys like for me to say it. I'm going to say this. The third fight is going to be crazy. Like, if you look at the first and second fight and how different they are, the third fight is going to be very different from the previous two. And I'll tell you this. I like Stipe's chances of winning because he took some of the hardest hits I've ever seen Francis throw and still kept coming, bro. He still kept coming. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, that dude is the man. He took a fucking head kick from Francis. He took punches that... Would have knocked out anybody else in the heavyweight division. I don't know about Derek Lewis. Like, I would like to see them run that one back. Him, Francis, and Derek. If they can't get this John Jones situation figured out, they might do that. That's what Dana said. That's what Dana has said. But Stipe Miocic, if he, in fact, comes back to run it back with Francis, I can't wait. Because I was telling, I forgot who I was telling. I was telling somebody. The only reason he got knocked out is because he thought he hurt Francis. And he'd like lunge back in to punch him again. If he would have waited and probably started hitting him a little more, probably would have won. I can't say he would have won the fight, but it probably would have went a little bit better. But Francis Ngannou, like everything he said he worked on, like his wrestling. As soon as I saw him sprawl and get up and take the back, I'm like, dang, Stipe is in trouble. Like, Because that's where we all thought Stipe was going to have a chance to win this fight. But when I saw Francis get up, like, it was nothing. Kamar Usman. Senor Usman. You guys don't listen to me. Senor Usman. In the corner of Francis. He had to be a major part. If not, if he wasn't physically there, they were talking every day. I would like to have a conversation with Usman about this training camp. If he was physically there. If it was virtually due to COVID. But... I'm pretty sure Usman had a big part to do in the wrestling aspect of his game. And he, I believe he went to a new team. I believe he's at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. And that team is just prospering, bro. Tyron Woodley versus Vicente Luque. Bro, I'm going to say this. The Tyron Woodley that showed up to fight that savage known as Vicente Luque. Was the Tyrone Willie Bold. It's just that he ran into the savage known as Vicente Luque. That was the T. Whittable. If, in fact, he's going to leave, he gets cut. Or I think that was his last fight. That was his last fight. If he leaves the UFC, I hope he goes to another MMA organization. 
That dude can still fight, bro. That was the Tyron Willie of all. It's just that he ran into a savage. That was the T Wood of old. If not, and he decides to retire, hey, Tyron Willie, you were the man, bro. Straight up, you were the man. You fought Cerebro, and you had that knockout power. Maybe when I was watching it, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I could respect it in hindsight. Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Ricardo Almeida. I mean, we all know that Sean O'Malley was cool, bro, but like, and he knows he's cool too. And like, he comes off the wrong way because he comes off cocky and stuff like that. But what can you do, bro? I, I know he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, including me, the way he handled his last fight. Because he believes he's still undefeated because he says the only reason he lost is because his leg gave out. Which is fine. He can think that. But it still doesn't change the fact that Marlon Vera beat him. I would like to see them running back. Because if Marlon beats him again, it just shows you what a savage Marlon is. Or if Sean could take that one back. Sean is everything he says he ever was. Um, I know they were trying to... I would like to see them run that one back. Before anything, because they wanted him to fight Dominic Cruz, but I think Dominic Cruz would be too much for him at this point. A lot of people want to write off Dominic Cruz because he was on the prelims of the Adesanya Brockovich card, but I'm like, dude, look at who was on the pay-per-view. You had Alexander Rackage versus Thiago Santos open up that thing, bro. Like, really? Like, there's no shame I'm being on ESPN, the last fight on ESPN before they go to pay-per-view. And he looked good, man. Like he looked good. I don't, I don't agree with the split decision, but Dominic Cruz still got it, bro. For Dominic Cruz, let me see the rankings for Dom, because I forgot to talk about him. I don't like the way the UFC has it. They have the lighter weights up. Eesh. Okay. Okay. I don't want to see him fight Munoz because he's numbered. Like, I want to see him. Give him Marlon Moraes. That's a good fight. Number nine versus number six. If I was the UFC, I would try to book Marlon Moraes versus Dominic Cruz. Because you have two dudes. You have one dude thinking with speed and another dude thinking with power. I would want to see that fight. And give Marlon some time. I know he's on a skip, but he just went to ATT. It takes time to adapt to a new team. So... Give him some time. Sean O'Malley isn't even in the top 15 because Marlon Bear is number 15. So, if I'm the UFC, I'm trying to rebook that fight. Marlon Bear versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. Or you could give... Nah, that's too high because I was going to say you could give Dominic Cruz Frankie Edgar. Oh, well. Yeah, that's better than Marlon Moraes. Yeah, give him Frankie Edgar. That's a crazy fight right there. I think Dominic Cruz beats him, but... Forget what I said about Marlon Moraes. Give him Frankie Edgar. That's a crazier fight. And then the Sugar Show. I believe I want to see him fight Marlon. Not I believe. I do want to see him fight Marlon Vera. UFC 261. Dude, did I say who I wanted to see? No, I want to see Francis Ngannou fight. Honestly, I want to see him fight John Joe's next. Because people in my personal life know how I feel about John Jones. Great champion. Greatest fighter ever. People in my personal life know how I feel about that guy. 
Um, if Stipe returns to not an immediate title shot, I believe he should fight Derek Lewis because Derek Lewis has been on a tear and if he wants to get right back into the mix. If he doesn't retire, because there are rumors saying that he is going to retire. If he doesn't retire, I believe he's either going to wait for the next title shot after John Jones or Derek fight Francis. So if John Jones fights Francis, I would push for a Derek, Derek Lewis fight, or he'll probably just wait because it's worked for him in the past. This is Stipe we're talking about, right? For Vicente, what what, what ranking is Vicente Luque? Because he did want to fight Nathan Diaz, but Nate's going to end up fighting. Vicente Luque is number six. E you would have to give him... He's going to have to go down, bro, because... So, Hamza Chimayo is rumored to fight Neil Magny. Damian Maya, as far as I know, is going to retire. Steven Thompson and Gilbert Burns are going to fight on the July 10th card. Leon Edwards is fighting Nate Diaz. The only other guy is Colby Covington, but I don't see Colby taking that fight. So the only other possible solution would be Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. That's a crazy fight. Yep. It would be that one or Colby Covington because... One, two through two through five, they're booked. Gilbert's booked against Thompson. Masvidal's booked against Usman. Edwards is booked against Diaz. So the only other logical, if he's looking up, you call out Colby Covington. If he wants a more reasonable fight, you fight Michael Chiesa. But that's what you would do, bro. So we already talked about Till versus Vittori. And it's already official. Kevin Holland is gonna fight Marvin Vittori. Um another fight I wanna talk about that's probably not being talked about a lot is Mike Perry versus D Rod, Danny Rodriguez. What a fight right there. I'm gonna be watching that one and then the return of Nina Antonov versus Mackenzie Dern. And then the Sam Alvey's fighting Julian Marquez. If you guys don't know Julian Marquez, he's the guy that asked Miley Cyrus to be his Valentine. And she said yes. All she had to do was shave her initials into his chest hair. She said yes as long as he did that. And then he goes, get a henna tattoo of the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's his nickname, Mark Cuban Missile Crisis Marquez. And then she go, and then after that she said, "You, you're dumb as hell or something like that." And then she's like, she put a picture on Instagram saying, "This could be yours, but you dumb as f." So, that guy is fighting. I was a fan up until he said, "Put a hand tattoo of the Cuban missile." I'm still a fan, bro. Like, he shouldn't have said that, but that's funny. <laughs> That is funny. I cannot wait. I want to see his fight. So the three fights I'm excited for are Mike Perry versus Danny Rodriguez. I believe they should be the co-main event. But Arnold Allen and Sharik Yusuf are. So Deke Yusuf are. I believe Mike Perry and Danny Rodriguez should be the co-main. 
So the three fights are Nina Antonoff versus Mackenzie Dern, Danny Rodriguez versus Mike Perry. So, okay, I'm going to give you my three bets, my four bets. I'm going Danny Rodriguez, Mackenzie, Julian Marquez, and because I call him the Black Diaz because he never shuts up, and Kevin Holland, please never change and always talk during your fights. My boy, Kevin Holland. Those are my four picks. A fun fact, Danny Rodriguez was supposed to fight Kevin Holland at some point in their career back when Kevin was still fighting at welterweight. I'm glad that fight never happened because I honestly don't think it would have went well for D-Rod. I love Danny Rodriguez, but I don't think it would have went well for him. All right, moving on. Can't wait for this fight. And then Gastelum's fighting Whitaker the following week. And we all know, I'm going to get into this more detail as the fight gets closer. That same day, April 17th, is Jake Paul versus Ben Askren on Triller. Ben, please win. If you lose, I hope it's a bullshit decision, but I'm just hoping you don't get knocked out because then I'll be made fun of forever. I'm already made fun of because of how much I guessed you up going into the Jorge Masvidal fight. And Jorge Masvidal committed first degree murder on you, bro. Ben, please win. Like, you don't even have to win. Just please don't get knocked out. That's all I ask. Please do not get knocked out. What's next? What's next? UFC 260. Okay, UFC 261 preview. Okay, so this is the return with the live fans right there in Jacksonville where they did the first event, which was El Kukui versus Gaethje, Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. This was the first event during the pandemic that they did with no fans. The Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. So now, they're going to have fans. This thing is going to be packed to the max. 15,000 people are going to be there. I don't know if the protocol is going to require people to have masks on. I hope so. Because if there's no social distancing, I want to tell you guys. I am excited the fans are coming back. But at the same time, I'm very nervous because of this whole COVID thing. And as much as people want to say it's a hoax, this thing is not a hoax, bro. The numbers show. Half a million people have died here in the U.S. alone. Millions of people be around the world because of COVID have died. So, if you are going to this event and for whatever reason you listen to this, please be careful. Like, this is me being honest with you. I like to mess around on here, but if you're going to this event, even to the one in Texas, please be careful. I don't want anybody, I want everybody to have a good time. I hope nobody gets sick. Hopefully this is some sort of light at the end of the tunnel that events can come back. Events can come back with fans as time goes on and as people get vaccinated. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Anyway, Usman versus Masvidal. Senor Usman versus... The Miami Goon. Okay, this is very interesting. So Usman and Masvidal are headlining, right? 
Initially, I thought because they're heavier, Shevchenko and Andrade were going to be the co-main event. And Whaley and Thug Rose were going to be just the featured title fight. This fight between Thug Rose and Whaley Zhang is so big, it, they got moved up to co-main event. And Shevchenko and Andrade are the featured fight, are the featured title fight. That just shows you the magnitude of this fight. It could easily be the main event, but because it's Masvidal, they're not going to put him as the co-main event. And because there's so much bad blood. This is Masvidal's do or die, bro. Masvidal, like I've said, he's dug himself into this corner. He kept talking stuff to Usman that Usman finally said, all right, bro. You're talking all that smack. You said you only lost to me because I took, you took the fight on short notice. I'll give you a full training cap. Let's go. Bro, Usman be looking good. He knocked out Gilbert Burns. I didn't see that coming. If he can stand with Jorge, Jorge is, I'm going to say he's fucked. If, if he can stand with Jorge and make a competitive, Jorge's fucked. He doesn't have the wrestling Usman has. I like Usman in this fight. And also, because I've been talking to one of my friends, he goes, bro, like this will keep referring how he knocked out Ben Ashkin. And like, honestly, it's becoming annoying. And like, I kind of agree with him. Like, since the Ben Ashkin fight, yeah, he beat up Diaz. And then he got the short notice fight, right? I'm talking about Masvidal here. But like, since then, what have you done other than talk smack? Like, he turned into Colby, like, because... Colby was accepting fights. Colby said, I wanted to fight Jorge. If not, give me Usman. So the original plan from what I heard was Colby and Usman, I mean, not Colby, Colby and Masvidal were supposed to be the coaches on the returning Ultimate Fighter. That was the plan. But I believe Jorge hates that guy so much that he didn't even want to be around him for like, Six weeks or whatever it is that they have to be around each other. So what ends up happening is Usman ends up beating Burns and calls out Jorge. He's like, okay, let's do it. Like that was the saving grace in this whole thing. That The fact that Usman called out Masvidal. If Usman never calls him out, this fight doesn't happen. And it was originally, they were supposed to go on the Ultimate Fighter, but I guess they didn't want to. I don't know what happened that Masvidal, because they were supposed to fight until the fall. And now they're fighting in April. So we'll see what happens there. It's do or die for Masvidal, I feel. In the sense of him being in the title picture unless Usman loses. Like, if he loses this fight, his saving grace is for Colby to go in and beat him. And then they can fight for the title. Usman and, I mean, not Masvidal and Colby. Weili Zhang versus Thug Rose. Oh my god. The fight I've been waiting for, bro. Like, I cannot wait for this fight. If there's a fight that I don't want to fall off this... I don't want any fight to fall off the card. Let me make that very clear. But if there's one that you tell me, one that cannot absolutely fall off this card, which is it? It's Thug Rose versus Weili Zhang. Please, please, ladies, whatever you do, please stay healthy until April 24th. Please. I can't wait, like, I, I see it. there's going to be blood everywhere, 
It's going to be crazy. I can't wait. Chevchenko versus Andraj. I don't know, bro. It's a truck versus a sniper. The sniper being Valentina Chevchenko. The truck being Jessica Andraj. Did you see what Jessica Andraj did to Caitlyn Trukagian with one hit? She hit her in the body that hurt her so bad that she had to turn away. So she could be like, ow, that hurt. And she ran after her and and beat her down. She made it look easier than what Valentina did to her. And Valentina looked pretty dominant. It only takes one hit from Jessica, bro. So we'll see what happens there. I cannot wait for this card again, people. Please be careful. Please be safe. Going on to the next pay-per-view. Oh, and then in between there, we got Reyes and Prochatska and Sanhagen versus Dillashaw. We'll get into those cards later. And we're going we're gonna to talk about the pay-per-views as they get closer. May 15th. Toyota Center, Houston, Texas, again sold out. Okay, main event. Charles Dubronx Oliveira versus Michael Iron Chandler. Bro, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Ask me why, ask me why. Okay, you guys ready? I'm going to tell you why. Michael Chandler is proving me right. Ben Askren proved me right for before he fought Jorge Masvidal. These guys coming over from Bellator and one are no joke. Like the, I'm hoping this shows that there are guys outside the UFC. Patricio Pitbull is another one. Like it was interesting because Patricio Pitbull fought yesterday, right? He's the Bellator featherweight and lightweight champ. He's their number one pound for pound fighter. It's interesting, right? So Chandler goes in there and beats down Dubronx. He becomes the champion. This is for the vacant belt because Habib has officially retired. So if Michael Chandler beats down Dubronx, you have Michael Chandler as champion. And then you have Patricio Pitbull and Bellator as champion. And people that know, like me, Patricio Pitbull, Knock Michael Chandler out. So you're going to have a champion be like, okay, you beat that guy. You're champion now. But we all know Patricio Pitbull beat you up. Bro, I'm telling you, if Michael Chandler wins, this could be the start of crossover promotion. I mean, can you imagine? I, I could already see it. Dana White sitting next to Mike. Scott Coker sitting next to Patricio. Who's better? Which champion is better? First of all, it's great publicity for both. The only thing I see in the way is the Showtime deal. But he's worked with them in the past for Conor McGregor. So I wouldn't see why he wouldn't work with them for a fight of this magnitude for MMA. I mean, because this will show, bro. Like, Is it that Chandler had an off night? Because let me tell you, I believe Michael Chandler could beat him. Patricio Pitbull. Patricio Pitbull was just better that night. Okay. Can't wait for that one. Tony Ferguson versus Benil Darius. Do or die for my boy El Kukui, bro. I can't wait for this fight. I think El Kukui takes it. He's been training with Freddie Roach. Training with GSP. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Shane Burgos versus Edson Barbosa. Crazy fight. 
Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazi in crazy fight. Now the people's main event. Now people are gonna be saying, Adrian, you're guessing this up because it's Nate Diaz. You're 100% right. Don't ask me about this fight. This is not me being um, neutral. This is me being 209's biggest fan from the 951. From I'm originally from Los Angeles, so I say 323. But I live in Riverside now, so it's 951. Nate Diaz, please go in there and win to show everybody the savage you are. I love Edwards, and no disrespect to Edwards, but this is not me being this is me being a hundred percent fan right now. I want Nate Diaz to win. That's plain, plain and simple. A lot of my friends are already telling me that's what's gonna get his ass kicked, bro. I don't want to hear it. Like, don't bring that negativity into my life. Nate Diaz is the man. He's gonna win this fight. Okay, the people's champ, trend maker, five rounds, first non-title fight in UFC history, bro. Come on, man. Like, Connor talks about the McGregor belt. Nate made the BMF belt. Connor talks about making history. He makes pay-per-view history. I'll give him that. He makes the numbers. Nate's making the history. First five-round non-title fight. Now, people tell me, he's like, well, they were, he wasn't the first one. It was talked about with Colby and Masvidal. That fight never came to fruition, so don't give me that. The first fight, there's always, like they've always said, there's only one first time. Connor was the first champ champ. We're always going to remember him as the OG champ champ. This is going to be the first five-round non-main event pay-per-view fight. Nate Diaz was a part of that, so I'm always going to remember that. Okay? Let's go, Nate. Okay, we're moving on. I got to, I get too excited when it comes to the Diaz brothers, bro. It's like what I could have equated it to is... The Dodgers, like the, the way the LA fans are with the Dodgers, that even though they lose, they love those guys. Like the Diaz brothers, Nick and Nate, are the closest thing I have to that. So that's what I can attribute that to. Patty the Batty Pittman. Pittman. How do you say his name? Patty the Batty. It's either Pittman or Pin. Let me see. Patty, the baddie, Pimblet, Pimblet, Patty, the baddie, Pimblet, dude, this guy, he's from England, he fights at Lightweight, he just got signed by the UFC, so I threw on a little fight pass yesterday, watch the little Cage Warriors, this guy gives me Conor McGregor vibes. Like, these people go insane when that guy fights. Like, dude, he, like, the last fight he had with fans, he walks out. These people are chanting his name. He wins. They break the freaking barricade because he jumps out to celebrate with them. This guy's the next big star out of England. I know, I know Darren Till was supposed to be, but this guy's giving me Conor McGregor vibes, bro. Can you imagine? Listen to it. I thought about this today. So, July 10th, right? It's Conor McGregor. Versus Dustin. What if on the undercard they put Hamza Chimaev versus Neil Magny? And then on the bottom of that they put Patty the Batty Pimblet versus Hamza's teammate Grum Guram Kutislaev or something like that? Guram. I think I wanna say his name is Guram Kutislaev. But I'm not sure. 
I'm gonna check now because I want to be sure. Because those guys were going back and forth on Twitter, bro. But this guy, Patty the Betty Piplet, he is the man. I'm telling you, he's their next big star. Yeah, it is Gurum Kutislaez. Like this. There's the undercard, bro. You have Conor McGregor, the biggest star in UFC history. Like, let's not kid ourselves. He is. And then you have your up and comer and Hamza Chimaya fighting Neil Magny. And from a dude that said he was going to retire, it's nothing. I'm back and ready to, to beat some fools up to your newest star, to who can be the next Conor McGregor. Patty the Batty Pimblet versus his teammate, Grom Kutislaez. I'm in, bro. Can the UFC make those fights? Can you make that those fights? I'm in. If you put Patty the Patty Pimblet, imagine, because I heard they're going to do T-Mobile Arena. His North American debut in Sin City on the undercard of Conor McGregor. You can make him the first fight. Or, if you're smart, you make him the feature fight on the prelims. Because people that know are going to know, bro. And if you don't know about Patty Pimblet, go look him up. That dude is the man. Um, okay. The final thing, because I, I feel like I've already talked about Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. It's official. The final thing I'm going to talk about are these Bellator rankings. First of all, as I already said, Patricio Pitbull is the man. He just made the finals of the Featherweight Grand Prix. They just came off of back from hiatus yesterday. That guy is the man. You know who else is the man? Khabib's cousin, Usman Nurmagomedov. Like, he's not ranked in the lightweight rankings yet because he's only had one fight and the dude was unranked. But, bro, looking at these lightweight rankings... He'll be, he can be number 10. Through four, through three. I'm telling you, his next fight should be against Patrici Pitbull or Brent Primus. Imagine, imagine Patrici and Usman, Usman Nurmagomedo fight. Usman beats him and... And his brother's right there in the corner and they start talking. Bro, this guy, he fights, he fights like, um, what's the dude's name? Zabi Magomed Sharipov. But he has Khabib's wrestling. Like, dude, this guy's the complete fighter. And he's saying the only reason he wants a Bellator is because he believes enough fighters are in the UFC right now that he felt like Bellator, he can make more of an impact. I'm telling you, bro, that's a fight to look for down the line. You can book that fight right now, I mean. You can put Usman Nurmagomedov versus Patricio Pitbull for the lightweight belt. I mean, Brent Primus probably wouldn't like that too much, but I'm just saying, I mean. But going back to Patricio Pitbull, because he's got another dude in front of him in his more immediate future known as AJ McKee. I'm going to tell you guys something. When this featherweight tournament was announced, I'm like, dude, I hope the final is AJ McKee and Pitbull. Like, that's the fight I wanted to see in the finals, and my wish came true. 
They were the two best guys, bro. Like, people want to say AJ McKee was the dark horse. That, that dude was not the dark horse. People just wanted to play fan favorites. Emmanuel Sanchez, that fool's the man. But I believe he would have lost to AJ, too. I'm telling you, AJ is the man. This is going to be a good fight. I'll put this fight up there with Connor Dustin 3. Put this fight up there with the return of Nick Diaz. This is how excited I am for Patricio Pitbull versus AJ McKee. This fight is going to be insane. It can be a technical fight. It could be a brawl. These guys can do both of those styles. I cannot wait for this fight. I cannot wait for the summer to get here. Imagine you get June. You get Patricio and AJ. And then July we get McGregor Poirier. Or Poirier McGregor. For all of those that will be mad that I say. Put McGregor's name first. I can't wait. Like, seriously, this fight is insane. And if you don't know about this fight, please go look up these two guys. These guys are good, bro. And I'm excited for the light heavyweight Grand Prix. My boy, Joel, Joel, Joel is going to fight Anthony Rumble Johnson in May. I can't wait for that. I'm going to be watching that. I just jumped the ship from the zone to Showtime for Bellator. I love you, Bellator. You know what I'm saying? Bellator's got some crazy fights right now, bro. They may not be household names, but they are names we should be familiar with if we call ourselves fans of MMA. Like, I know I've said this story, but one time my uncle says he doesn't like Bellator. I've changed his mind since. I've, you, know that, you know that saying, change my mind? I've changed his mind since with Patricio Pitbull because I explained him. I'm like, you do know Patricio Pitbull knocked out Michael Chandler, right? So that's what I was saying, making my point going back to the May 15th UFC fight. If Michael Chandler wins, that shows he can be competitive with, quote-unquote, the best guys in the world, right? So wouldn't, wouldn't, I'm not saying Patricio would be this guy, but wouldn't it, you come to the consensus that he can be competitive if he can knock out Michael Chandler? So is the same thing going to be said about if Usman Nurmagomedov runs through this division, like I believe he is, and he's eventually going to meet up with Patricio? I wouldn't want to see him fight Patricky first. So that story could be there. Because I think he's going to run through Patricky. I like Patricky too. Like, I don't want people to think I'm shitting on Patricky because I'm not. I just think it's, like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when he fights for the title. Like, that dude gives me Habib Nurmagomedov vibes. And it's not just because they're cousins. Like, that dude is probably better than Habib because his stand-up's way better. And his wrestling's probably on par with Khabib's. Like, I can't wait. Like, MMA is popping right now. Even one, bro. Like, did you guys see that one just inked the deal with TNT? And they're going to put Demetrius Johnson and Eddie Alvarez on the same card next week in the middle of the week? The 7th? I believe that's Wednesday. Yes, because the 5th, Monday, I go get my second shot for the COVID vaccine. I'll be fully vaccinated. I can't wait. I'm going to go to my homie's house for the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. Cannot wait for that. Cannot wait. But with that, guys, I'll let you go. I promise I will try to be back more often. A lot of stuff's gone down. But I promise I'll try to be back more often. All right, guys. Deuces.